Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, now. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, now. Big ups to the man now. Sold in semantic. Welcome to the Soothing Semantics Podcast with your host, Raphael Pinsky. Today we have a special guest all the way from Baku, Azerbaijan, Pavel Avshalumov. How are you, my dude? Good, good. I'm doing good. I can't yeah. complain. Wow, you speak very good English for someone who just kind of got off the boat <laughs> all five seconds ago. Yeah. Dude, how was the trip? How was the journey? So our goats didn't fly really well, so we kind of had to take... The woman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're one of those like third world countries, are they? I mean, we're not. Okay, we're pretty much third world. We're like a little bit still corrupt, but we're doing a lot better now. Bro, Tourism you're gonna get is a thing in our city now. Your family in Brooklyn's gonna get a knock on the door from the <laughs> prime minister. What is this? I don't understand. <laughs> of Shaluma family, you come and you leave my country. You betray us, and now you're talking shit. <laughs> oh God. It's just my son. It's just my son. He's in Miami. Go after him. <laughs> the scary part is that country is kind of like, that's how they work. That's how they roll. You're safe and sound here, man. For now. Until this podca- podcast goes live. I'll just kill you. Before, I'll just kill you before. What's the, what's the guy's name? I don't know. Mr. Mr. Yevgenyev. I have no idea who the prime minister or whatever it is. In is he a prime minister Boku or a dictator? He's not a dictator, is. is he? No, I don't think there's a dictatorship there. There's just a lot of corruption and a lot of bribery. But that's all I know. Oh, yeah. That's pretty bad. What if I want to visit? Um, I mean, I mean like, what if I want to visit right post, post-podcast? post I want to visit. And Mr. Yevgeniev's like, Soothing semantics. I saw your show. You talk shit about country you not come. Do you know the famous guy, Dan... Um, Bilzerian. Yes. So he actually went to Armenia, and he got banned from Azerbaijan because he was, like, talking shit and stuff. So they were like, yeah, you're banned. So Seriously? he's not allowed yet. And there was, a, like, a argument between Azerbaijan and Armenia, which happens with Ar- Azerbaijan's borders all the time. It's like a thing. Um, yeah, so he's banned. He's not allowed in the country. True story. Damn. <laughs> Let me tell you, they're really missing out on that one. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, Pavel. Okay, I, I say Pavel. But one of the many names. The correct pronunciation of the name is Pavel. And Pavel likes to make plov. And I like to make plov to plavel. I mean Pavel. And Pavel, or Pavel, mind you, uh, was is on a very, very cool road trip. At the moment, he's currently road tripping on the couch right now. And he started from New York. Get it? Because that she did drive. Dude, I'm going to get someone to take over. <laughs> so, <laughs> I quit. I'm just going to walk out now. <laughs> so he's on this road trip initially from New York. He was done with New York with, with, all, with everything going on with COVID. And things were, things were difficult in that state. It's a disaster. Yeah, it's pretty tough. And so he decided to leave. He wanted to find a place with lower a lower cost of living and just something different. You know, he wanted to change the pace. Right? Am I correct? So, I mean, I'm just give, kind of giving a disclaimer. I'm giving you the floor in a moment. But uh, essentially... <laughs> yeah, 
you want to speak so badly? <laughs> you wanna, your mouth is like... <laughs> so basically, he, um, he, he's on a motorcycle. He's a pretty badass dude. And we, we used to be neighbors in Brooklyn. And he is now here. He, you, I mean, kind of give you... You should give her the story, really, because I only know partial details. So it all started when Rafi was nine. And we went to band camp. I'm just kidding. But no, um, no, 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 no. Tell, tell, them, tell them the truth. <laughs> well, joking aside, we, when he said we lived in the same block, we used to literally, it was me, him, and our friend Mosh, and the three of us were basically, used to go outside all the time, used to play baseball on the street uh, with a tennis ball, so sometimes we would hit cars and it would not break or roof them, so it was safe, and we just kind of grew up together, and I've been on this road trip for almost two months now. I kind of left New York two months ago. I'm a product slash business development manager it's definitely given me purpose i was basically able to work from home so i kind of talked to my 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 parents and my co-workers and my boss and i was like hey guys i'm gonna leave the idea was to lo- to move to texas austin where it is uh pretty much a new tech up-and-coming city the real estate's really good there as a product manager is something that hopefully after covid is a little bit more relaxed it'd be easier to find a job there um so i've been in 13 states now, um, over 4,000 miles on the bike, basically picking out all the big cities in every state and just living there for a few days, seeing how it is, what's worth living, what's not. So far, nothing compares to New York City, but I will tell you there are certain cities that have this special thing that makes them worth living in. And out of the like 25 cities I've been to, maybe there's six that are worth living in in my situation so far. But you know, I'm continuing on the trip. I'm going to the West Coast, so I plan to go back to Colorado, to go to Arizona, Portland, and see a, fun, a bunch of other places in the West Coast and see if those cities are more livable in. The mm-hmm. idea is if you find a livable city and you can put down a down payment, you start your real estate investments. And from there, if you can find one one you know property and put down, let's say, 10% or 15%, and you can have rental co- income coming in from there, uh, basically, the same way you grow a stock portfolio, you can grow a real estate portfolio and slowly you know, try to capture as many properties as possible that are bringing in more income every month than the mortgage itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Dude, no. Cool, cool, Dude, that's great, man. So which six would you live in? Like, would you advise people to live in? I mean, well, based on your preferences, so, I guess. So far, based on whatever I've seen, I personally am from New York. And I've lived there over 20 years, so I can't live in a two city too small. For example, I was in this beautiful little city called Elizabeth City, New Jer- uh, North Carolina. Elizabeth, New Jersey. Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Sorry, but yeah. it was actually it was nice. There was a little lake. There was you know lots of land for the price, but it was so small and so boring. The population was like 40,000 for the whole city. Um, I couldn't do it. But when you live in a city like Nashville, which I've been to seven times, six of those for work, um, Nashville is a city that is big enough. It's called a big, small city. It's big enough to give you all those nightlife inclusions, attractions, experiences, food, uh, you know, venues, things like that, but also give you the, the beautiful aurora of a small city with its nature, with its nightlife. With, uh, sorry, more like nightscape and things like that. I did like Raleigh, North Carolina. I think out of all the North Carolina cities like Durham and other ones, Fayetteville, 
Raleigh was the most pleasant. It was kind of like a bunch of little small prospect parks scattered throughout the city. A little that sounds really nice. A little bit of like small shops and little like downtown-esque vibes in a Who's few a places. Who's a little Kafkazi man selling shirts? No, I go far away from Kafkazi people, as you oh. can tell. He's a self-hater. I'm not a self-hater. I just, you know, I love New York for a reason. They're, you know, not so fun. It's it's pretty much you, the Abrama family. Now, I'm, I'm going to pronounce this. Vadim. Am I yeah. on point? Yeah. He's sick. <laughs> That's his first name. The Lizaros, yeah. Whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to several. I mean, I've been through the Carolinas on road trips. Like, I've been to mm-hmm. Florida and back. But um, I definitely would like to check out some of these places. But, like, now that you're here and you love it and you probably want to stay, perhaps. 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 You think you're still. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to continue this at some point. But if you were to narrow it down, because six, you can't make a decision with six. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a starting point, but you eventually have to like narrow it down to like two or three spots and then make a decision. Do you think you kind of have those three in your brain, or you still kind of stuck on six and you're not really sure? I mean, Austin's the original uh, location I was going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fort Lauderdale slash Miami. Those two cities are really close. They're like 30 minutes away from each other. Those two cities are really livable. The real estate is expensive, but it's not too expensive where it's not, I guess, valued correctly. So, like, for example, if you were to buy a two-bedroom property here versus what I was trying to buy in New York, you're looking at $250,000 difference in a two-bedroom. And the two-bedroom that you got in New York for that price, which is around, let's say, 600 k or 500 k or 450 k even, you're looking at two closet space rooms with a bathroom the size of... Of another closet. A village in Baku, essentially. Yeah, I think I'm just going to revert to any joke. <laughs> I'm just going to like make Kafkazi jokes. Yeah, but the real, t- real estate in New York is super expensive, and the value you can get here in Miami or Fort Lauderdale is actually not too bad. It appreciates every year at a good percentage. The um, There's constantly new development here in Miami and in Fort Lauderdale. There's a lot of That's families. That's very true. Rentals are doing good here. Airbnb does well here. It's year-long tourism because of the weather, so... Cities like Nashville, Texas, slash Austin, San Antonio, Denver, Phoenix, which has well, weather de- year-round, is really good for Airbnb rentals. Denver like depends, because Colorado, I mean... The, the mountains have winter stuff and no, summer no, stuff. Yeah, 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 no, but I'm saying overall, it's a, you, you're kind of putting them in the same boat where like the weather's very different. It's, Colorado's more true. seasonal. True, 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 true. You know, Florida is kind of just like hot most of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different kind of thing. Speaking of hot, Rafi, Rafi just passed his real estate exam. What? What? Yeah. Who's Rafi? Rafi, Rafi, Mr. Pinsky. I like to elaborate on your name and change it. Sometimes I call you R. Dude, he passed? Yeah. He Dude, killed it. I heard he aced it so much, he gave the teacher a heart attack in the middle of the class. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. Did did he like revive? I don't know why. We're, we're going to stop speaking in third person. <laughs> well, what is the second part? If I were to say Rafi, it's the third person. There's, so what's he? If you're, if you're saying Rafi did this and you're That's Rafi, third person, yes. but I didn't say that. I said he. It's so still the second, same. Well, I, then second. Second person? I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like you got to be sober <laughs> slash drunk to know this stuff. Sober slash drunk? If you're sober and you don't know it, that means you got to keep drinking until you figure it out. Kind of like how I am in beer pong. You miss a few times, you take a few shots, and all of a sudden you get real, real good. That happens, man. It's weird. Like since some With sex, too. <laughs> just kidding sometimes it's weird about drinking it's the kind of thing where if you drink too much or if you're just in the wrong state of mind it throws off everything like your motor skills are messed up 
But then there are times where you have that right amount of drink and you're so leveled because you don't have that. I mean, this is all common knowledge, but you don't have that, those inhibitions. So you're just like, all right, I got this. You go into it with this, this crazy confidence that in a sense you should have regardless, but the booze just lower it, just takes that away. And you're like, you just decide when you're sober, you throw a beer, you throw the ping pong ball right over the table. When you're lit, you step like six feet back and you're like, yo, watch this. And like you throw it, it like hits you in the forehead and lands in the cup. And you're like, oh, I meant to do that. Fuck me. You know, and it That's works exactly out. how it works. <laughs> yeah, dude. With beer punk, the rule was drink more, you play better. But in reality, I found that when you're out in the bars and you start drinking more, you get a little less coherent, but you're less likely to let, not give Like... You are two shots in, three shots in. Dude, that's like classic. That's booze, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I noticed, like, for example, I'll be out of the bar with my friends and two, three shots Fr- in. I'm like, what, what friends? I don't have any friends. Let's be honest. Never mind. So it was me and my imaginary friends, yeah, Bob. Boy, and, like your little, like your little Lego toys that you built and you bring them to the bar with you. Exactly. They're you sit them. Size Lego. Yeah, you place them impressive. and you <laughs> place them in like different seats. You like pull the whole table together. You're like, hey, wait, and you get like the whole table and you get drinks and a whole, you know, like like a thing of flowers. And the waitress is looking at you like you really should go to a hospital. But you're, you're like, my mom was can you like get, that too. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you get a, can you get drinks for my for my friend me and my friends and she's like yeah yeah sure what are they having i mean if we're gonna be honest if, what you, have they, a, if you go walk into a bar as as with human-sized lego pieces and put them in seats and not make friends after that then you are the most anti-social person or you have really shitty lego pieces it's the one or the other. I completely agree, dude. I have to step up my Lego piece game. I would die by if someone actually did that. I would be. On I'd the be floor. so impressed. I, I would, would. There's not a second in my it's mind. It's a great say, Hey, don't go talk to him. I'd be like, Yo, this man or this woman. Well, you're gonna trigger some people with how you pronounce that. <laughs> you're gonna trigger people with how you said that, bro. It's like the time where I go to Chipotle instead of Chipotle, and they're like, "What'd you say?" Like, no, but that's nothing. not even. That's nothing. That doesn't trigger anyone. But saying that's woman, true. woman, yeah, that's a triggering. You know, I do. I really wonder why the word is that word. Like, what does "woe" mean? Is it is it "womb"? It's yeah. It has to do with "womb," like being from a womb of a woman. Because I, I vaguely remember this. Okay, but then why why "womb man"? You get what it's I'm like saying? Fa- like policeman. <laughs> you know? No, I'm saying like, "woe man." <laughs> I think this is a very feminine, potentially feminist question. Why are I'm not a feminist per se. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into this. Right now. <laughs> I'm not getting into this conversation right now. But why? Why is it called, or are why are women called womans? Woman. <laughs> I can't. If you what? say a word enough times, it just becomes like you're like, what is? What is this word again? What does this mean? It doesn't even sound correct. You're like, that's not a real word, is it? So we have a cultural dance that kind of looks like. It really looks like a war dance. It's very it looks cool. like breakdancing with Tourette's in the middle of that. I think it's cool. <laughs> I'll be honest. I think it's really cool. It's a very majestic dance. So I, he says way, that because... About... I'm sorry to interrupt. He says that because the men basically jump up and move as fast as possible, and the women just kind of move their hands in like mm-hmm. a little like flowery motions, and that's all they do. So... It's a very... I've seen women doing it, though. Dance, I've seen some women... for men and women is very different. No, 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 no. I'm saying when they dance together, the women are very feminine about it. Yeah. So it's a trigger. It's also going to trigger people. Well, that's how the... What do you mean about. by that? What does like that, that mean? Culture. Feminine how? What? <laughs> well, what? I said the culture is like that. I mean, my parents tried to arrange marriage me a few months ago before I left New York. My parents also tried to do that. 
Yeah. And they're and like, then, we'll find you a nice Gorski woman. And I was like, okay. Thinking, first of all, I said, I didn't say okay. I said no right away. But they were like, they came back the next day. I was like, mom, dad, I told you guys no. They're like, okay, but look at these girls. I'm like, mom, this girl looks a little young. And so does that one. How old are they? They're like, oh, they're just finishing up high school. <laughs> Mind you, I'm 25. Uh, that's, that's not okay. I was trying to explain that. They're like, no, no, no. You want them when you're young. I was like, mom, what, Dude, what are you doing? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to corrupt those poor girls, man. It's not even that I'm going to corrupt them. That's just so weird. They're it, still in high school. Because, bro, you don't live in that. You don't, you're an American, man. Your, yeah. your parents, at the end of the day, they're Americans now, but they're not Americans at heart, man. They still, they're old school. They live, they they do things the way they, they did in their country. And you're like, I don't want this arranged marriage thing. And it's interesting you say that because there's definitely a barrier with how I'm brought up slash discipline and how I think versus how my family thinks. I've mm-hmm. noticed a lot of the time... We clash in a lot of different things like common rules like etiquette and going out and partying. When nature calls, do you go to the outhouse that your parents designated or do you actually we use, use the, the first tree on the left? <laughs> Pavel, I, did, I, I, I ripped the leaves off the tree and put them in perfect order for you to wipe your bum. Like instead, of, you know, you, 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 would normally buy the, you would normally buy the paper towels or the Paper no, no, that's exactly what we do. With paper towels. No, well, we use yeah. leaves. What do you mean paper towels? That's too mm-hmm. expensive, man. We are Jewish after all. <laughs> no matter where you are, no matter what country you're from, bro, Jews a Jew, man. <laughs> you got to save money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> my, my ass is not thanking me for it, but that's a different story. <laughs> Closure, full disclosure, guys. I am only kidding. Thanks, guys. I don't believe that. I don't. Believe <laughs> I use Charmin only, guys. Well, this is not a this Charmin. Is, this is not an advertisement. <laughs> pronounce it right, bro. Charmin. It's, it's pronounced Charmin. Potato, potato. I know. Potato. I know. I don't even know why it's pronounced that way. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, yeah, that bear has the definitely has like the cleanest butt, though. It's like a very clean bear butt. Yeah. You know what I mean. Hmm. Um. But. But. All, all kidding aside, the one thing I'd, I've come to realize about these countries, the countries that aren't as popular as, say, European countries or generally the poorer countries, the big plus side, and this works on an individual level too, but it fascinates me, is that the people are generally a lot more resilient. They might not be as wealthy. They might not. It's really a lot of it's just wealth. They lack the wealth. I mean, they lack education. They lack plenty of things. Don't get me wrong, but thanks yeah <laughs> full disclosure full disclosure my fa- my father was not allowed to go to school college in our country because he was jewish so mm-hmm. he had to go to russia to go to school so that's actually a real thing as much as we're joking i do notice a resilient aspect to things and when people from poorer countries come to america a lot of them are very very motivated and you kind of have this this switcheroo where the Americans, several generations in, you know, because all Americans at some point are lazy, you know. No, but yeah, <laughs> hey, bro, what's going on? So they, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, so they all, you know, they all came in and at some point or another. But a lot of us were a few generations American already. But the ones like you, for instance, your parents came here and they think America is the answer, and people who live here, they don't appreciate that, and that's the craziest thing to me. I mean, that's 100% uh, a valid point because mm. um, you notice a lot of the immigrants who come in, they, they have a different work etiquette and a different structure of their life um, than, let's say, American kids. The way I was raised, the way my friends who are not born here were raised, even from other Lego toys, immigrant backgrounds. Um, first of all, immigrant parents means your 
your parents probably beat you. Mm. But that also means you probably did well in school because you were scared to get beaten. So those translated to good grades and scholarship and things like that. So, yes, when you were younger, our immigrant you know, lifestyles were a little bit more complicated than the American, hey, go to your room. Mm. And you're like, I have a room? <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> oh, goody. I love being an American. <laughs> and then you have like immigrant parents like, Go to your room. Why? Are you going to beat the shit out of me there so no one can see me? Bro, like, what's happening? That's funny, though, because like an immigrant parent says, go to your room, and the kid just goes to his little like cot in the corner of the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically. He's sitting there like fighting over a sleeping space with like his like his one-year-old brother in the crib, and they're just going like that. Like They have nowhere to sleep. Yeah, that's hard, man. But yeah, I, I'm not... Uh, I love how off-topic we got, but I'm not pro-hitting a kid. Like I feel like there's very few instances where, where that can be called for. But that's just me. I understand that, like, you have a lot of people who are who are pro it. They think it works. Blah blah blah. In America now, that's the kind of thing that, for the most part, doesn't fly. Um, and I think ultimately, I'm not a parent and never have been, so I can't really talk from speak from experience. But I think I don't know. Like, you can scare a kid into doing what you want the kid to do, but you run the risk, I think, of possibly creating a violent person. Like, if you constantly, meaning, like, if you really designate very few things to hitting, fine. But I think parents get carried away with the power of it. They know that once they smack a kid hard enough in the face or with a belt or whatever, the kid will listen to whatever they tell them. And it becomes a controlling thing where your your kid will do anything you tell them. And I don't know, like, I don't want to, I don't need my kid to fear me. I need my kid to, my kids to respect me. So that's, like, I, I don't, if I can get... It's not a matter of getting them to do what I want. It's just that if I really feel something is beneficial to them, I'll, I'm going to be very serious about it. And I think ultimately you can, just by action, by following through with what you say, if you say you're going to punish your kid, punish your kid. Don't just, oh, I'm going to give you the count of five to do, you better get up in five seconds or blah, 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 blah. The kid gets up in 10 seconds, you don't do anything. The kid's not going to respect you. It's a very simple thing. You say either you, if you sit there, no problem. This and this and this is going to happen, or this and this and this is not going to happen. You know, you're you're not going to play PlayStation. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And then you have to see whether that that consequence actually makes a difference. Could be your kid doesn't care to play PlayStation, so it has to be a, a punishment that actually makes sense. But I don't know. That's just me. Like I wasn't hit as a kid. I mean, very rarely if I like did something really stupid. <laughs> but it wasn't. Not, I can't even remember. Like maybe once. But I was scared shitless of my of my grandmother. Like she, it, she wasn't like a, the thing was she wasn't a violent person. She wasn't like threatening or Stern, whatever. You know? She was very serious when she was, dis, you know, she was a very serious disciplinary person. Like when she said something, she followed through. So I knew that w- when she was upset about something or I did something wrong, she meant business. And that's why I, like I never second guessed her, you know, and like that. She's a f- tiny 411 <laughs> woman, but, I that, her. I know. but she's a tough, <laughs> she's a tough cookie that one. So that. That some to me, I think that's what really makes a difference. You know, you have to be say what you mean, mean what you say. You know, I mean to be honest with you in my culture. As long as you're honest. Okay, not to be honest with you because okay. you know. I could go. I just don't. Just <laughs> Where are we going? Sure. You want a scrapbook? You want a scrap? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got the glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta get better jokes. Okay. You got some. You got some <laughs> corn in the fridge. You might want to just. I'm a corny guy. Uh, it's not my fault. Not even a dad yet. Uh, oh God, I hope not. Okay. I'm not ready to be a dad. <laughs> That's the conversation for next podcast. Let's not go into that one. Okay, well. um, but in my culture, to be... To be honest. Exactly. 
uh, everybody, older people, older people, older generations that beat their kids. And, you know, mom, dad, un- uncle, grandmas, grandparents, they, that's kind of a thing. And looking Many at Many countries, it, man. And I was going to say, yeah, looking at it, it, any non-American families that live in America, you're looking at Italians and you're looking at Irish and you're looking at, and, you know, Chinese people, you're looking at Indians. They beat the shit out of their kids, man. Let's be fucking honest. Yeah. It's just it's just Americans that don't do that, and it's a I, Western thing. I would say even in a lot of like like Denmark, Sweden, countries like that. I don't think they do it there. I'm saying I don't think they do. I'm saying I don't think they beat their kids for yeah, the most part. Probably not. I, it's more of a Western, m- more reform thing. And yeah, man, honestly, it's hard to say whether it works or it doesn't. I'm more pro communication, less about that. I'm not pro hitting kids, but. So I mean, it works to some. I don't know. Some people that swear actually, by it. Some people. I'm actually not for it either i'm against it and i think that there's a a clear physical and psychological damage that gets done to a child throughout his life throughout his childhood mm-hmm. and you know he grows up and because he was beaten as a child whether it's not often or often there's certain emotional barriers there's you know self-esteem issues confidence issues issues with discipline self-discipline or other ways um and that all kind of you know, I've seen kids who got beaten, kids who haven't gotten beaten, myself included. And, you know, you can clearly tell a kid who's been disciplined when he's gotten be- beaten. Because at least you know that they've gotten some discipline in them. Like, you take a kid who's gotten beaten, and yes, he's emotionally scarred, but at least he has manners, man. Like, you take a person who's out, you know, you meet someone and... I don't know, man. I wasn't some, beaten, and I think I have manners. I'm... I'm saying it in a generic and like very it's broad. Hard to, I don't know, man. Like you, you have a lot of people who have been beaten senseless as kids, and they're pro- and they're not necessarily. That's yes, but like if your kids got beat a little bit and they had some discipline with that, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I personally wouldn't want to do that for my kids, and nor, nor would I want my wife to do that. Future tense, of course. But I, you know, I have seen situations where you know people have done it, and it is what it is. I don't think it's the best thing, but. I don't think it's going to completely go away in the next hundred years because at the end of the day, discipline no, is still discipline. There's a lot of a lot of cultures and countries who are going to do it f- for as long as we can think. I mean, there are simply cultures that don't agree with the American way, and they're going to do that regardless. I mean, every culture is different. Every country is different. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's something I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think it's the right way, but, you know, either way. How did we get into this conversation? I think it started with Bandcamp. They beat kids in Bandcamp. No, but like, I just like American Pie references. Dude, that movie was that movie was solid. That's a pastime. That movie is. I feel like every American Should know born in the '90s, at least, every American born in the '90s or probably late '80s has seen American Pie. So it's funny. Uh, sometimes I'll go to the bar, and when I. Sometimes I get a gun and be like, you know, this person doesn't look 21. And for me, my rule is 21 and over. I'm 25. It's not a big age difference. But for me, if you're not at least in college, it's a little weird and just throws me off. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll be at a bar and I'll be like, this person doesn't look 21. So I'll say some random joke. And if I insert Bandcamp and they don't get the reference, it's probably because they're not old enough. And I'm usually at that point like, hey, my mom's calling. I'll be right back. That's a smart. It's actually a pretty smart way to figure that out. I usually just make a reference to something. But if they're not American, and then if they don't know what's going on, I kind of run away. That's great. That's smart, actually. But if they're not twenty, uh, not twenty-one, if they're not American, there's a nice chance they didn't see it. Like a lot. I think a lot. Yeah, but that's true. If they're not American, then it's also the age barriers. 
is important, but at that point, you, it's easier to find that out, I guess, without being Why? too... I don't know. I just feel like it would. When you're not American? <laughs> yeah, you could just be more straightforward. Oh, you're not from here? How old are you? Where are you from? Blah, blah. You know, you ask an American, hey, how old are you? They'll be like, 21, 22. I never had a problem, by the way. Like, Yeah, I guess I not. never, yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. I really want to ask a woman's age, I'll ask it. Like, I'll, I'll, and, like, worst case, they get a little bit offended, but, like, eh. You know, it's usually just someone. They don't like if you get the vibe. If you get the vibe that it's someone who it's generally for an older woman who doesn't want to tell you that she's older, whatever older means to her. You know, say she's whatever it is in her thirties or forties, whatever the age is. is After thirty, I've noticed it gets more. They get they don't want to say. So if I see it's something that will really bother them, I try to like stay away from it. But if if they ask me, I'll usually ask them. Like if you're going to ask me, don't expect me not to ask you. Like you kind of just digging yourself. In a in you know in a hole there. When I was in college, one time I was in, in Baku, in Hunter College in New York City. In but Baku. yeah, close enough. Baku, yeah, in the mountains, you know, herding my sheep. You know. <sighs> Anyways, when I was in college, I remember one time I was on a date and I forgot how to say this girl's name, and I'm like, you know, I can't really try to you know relate to her, or get closer to her, and say anything without you know actually knowing her name. So I'm sitting there and we're walking around um, Lexington Avenue. And I'm like. I figured it out. I took her to Starbucks, and then when we were ordering coffee, I get something for myself. I'm like, hey, what do you want? She orders. I'm like, hey, what's your name? And I go, can you tell them your name? So, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they can put the, you know, on the cup. Yeah, yeah. So she tells her name, and she goes, I'm going to make it up. My name is Stephanie. And you're like, ha-ha, now I know her name. <laughs> and that is how I. That's an old one, though. I'm not going to, like, a, I can't really give you credit for that, because that's, that's like an old. That's probably true. It's an old move. I, I did do it once. That is true, though. Smart. Where there's a lot of ways to pull that. You can like, <laughs> you could you could get like your friend. Like if you're interested in a girl, you could get her friend, to, your friend to ask. I usually introduce that person. Or you to just get, that I or know. you just get the person's number and they put it in, and then like you kind of just smooth your way out of it. Yeah. What's the smoothest way you ever got a number? <sighs> smoothest way I ever got a number. I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure. I can't think of anything. I mean, I'm. They're usually, I guess you could say they're usually pretty smooth. Very modest, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. They're, I'll usually, I mean, I usually just ask straightforward, you know, in a straightforward manner. Can I have your number? <laughs> can I have it? Can I have it? Psych, that's the wrong number. Where was that from? I have no idea. I've just always been saying it's it. Re- it's from no, somewhere. It's a reference of something. Psych, like that's Like the back the of your head is ridiculous. I think that was SNL. That was like an old SNL. Maybe. It might have been like one of those video meme type things. Maybe. Yeah. But what were you... Um, yeah, but about like smooth number getting. I mean, I, I'm sure it, it's happened where like I've, I've said something or whatever, and it just was very fluid. But I don't remember offhand. You know? Yeah, sometimes Rafi thinks he's real smooth, and then we go to Orlando, and he just is not Yo, smooth at all. Sometimes that's not going on. That's <laughs> not going on the episode. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to reference it to make you a little, make it hot and sweaty for you. Uh, Rafi's right. like, I'm gonna murder this kid <clears throat> later. When we're done, you gonna die. You're going to learn today. You're, You're going to learn today, Randy. <laughs> You're going to learn today, Randy. You pick up that, that bed of hay and you give it to the horse down the, down there on the straddles. I don't know what straddles are, but I just... You worry me sometimes. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Pavel. You know, you came all the way over from, 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 from New York, Kansas City. You brought that whole New York mentality with you, God damn it. kind of sound like Bush slash Southern Bush. 
Try try your Israeli accent. Bush does it like Bush slash Southern Bush. That's like saying Pavel slash Gorski Pavel. Well, yeah. Sometimes they talk more Gorski instead. That's more Brooklyn, but but some more Gorski Bratan like this, like this. like more of the mountains, <laughs> and the, the 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 eagle eats the wolf, and then Khabib comes out, and Khabib eats the bear, and then the bear is eaten, and then everybody dies. Thank you for coming to your TED talk. <laughs> I like this. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it awkward for a few seconds. Ravi likes awkward silence. Sometimes he looks at me, says really dirty things while I do my work. I'm not and deleting just this. I'm not deleting this. <laughs> this is part I'm not deleting. I want to. Just kick the mic in my face. It's fine. Um, but, oh, you Israeli accent. Why'd you want me to do that? I feel like it's your best accent. Yeah, but I'll do it. I'll do it when the time comes. I'll do it when it's fluid. You know, gotta keep. Gotta keep thing. Gotta keep the people curious. Speaking of, I think cute. I've done it in other episodes. Honestly, I don't even. You always make fun of it, but you know what? It's not a bad show. What Although show? Right now, it's Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's where. Oh, that's what it's from. Yeah, but ah. with the whole like twenty twenty COVID slash protests and stuff, a show about cops is not exactly the most pressing <laughs> thing. So I don't think they're actually even doing a new season. To be honest, they might not because there's like, too much things co- going on. All cop that. shows are just done. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not that they're done. It's just like... God, right we live in such a weird time right now. <sighs> Everything is so strange. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride because it's going to make... It gives... It's going to give me a lot of interesting things to tell my kids and my grandkids one day. It's going to be I a mean, very... In the last two years alone, we went through a lot. We're, two years? Yeah, in the last two years, we had stock market crazy pull gains, crazy losses. We've had a coronavirus. We have killer murder hornets or something else or they there's so many things that are going on there's right also now. dude there's, there's also there's also kafkazis i mean that's and they're spreading like wildfire they they don't because we just marry our third cousins so we can't <laughs> really find that many third cousins to marry you just have like this hut with like smoke coming out and and, and, and like a mountain in baku of- and like a cyclops like little baby cyclops walks out and she's like oh hello and like the both parents, they're like brother and sister. They come out and they're like, <laughs> "What a beautiful little cyclops baby! What are we going to name her, Yevgeny?" That's this is like all racist, but I can totally do this because you're <laughs> you're you're Kafkaz. No, all, all kidding aside, for all the Kafkazis, I know everyone's gonna aside. like. I know there's like forty of them in a room with like machetes and like going to cut this Rafi's head off now, you know. And they're just like waiting to get on a on a flight to kill me. No, mm. they're more like sitting there like, yeah. If I name you the amount of uncles I know that marry their cousins, <laughs> it's really scary. <laughs> It's like, I've seen this on Game of Thrones, but I didn't know it's outside of Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh, this still exists? Oh, Bro, honestly, right. now that you brought that up, I would love to... to Marry your cousin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, if, <laughs> but if I could live during those medieval times, like Game of Thrones times, or, or Vikings, that is so cool, dude. It, it like, is, but, but the chances I, that you'd be a, a knight versus like the 10,000... You know, peasants that live there versus the. I know. Nights. I'm not trying to be. Yeah, but don't be too technical here. Okay. Fine. Talking about like if I was one of the main characters and I had, <laughs> I was like six seven, massive guy with this long beard and just like big dude and I just I just wielded a sword. I just cut, I cut my beard with a sword. It's such the one thing I love about these shows, these movies, uh-huh. is that it shows you what how life you don't get me wrong, bro. I'd much rather live in this kind of world, but back then. It was so primal, you know? It was so primal. You just go to war and you just, you know, 
it's cool, man. And ever people are like, oh, that's so backwards and so whatever. It's like, yeah, but the entire world watches it and loves it. So obviously there's it's an appeal. Of course it's interesting. No, what I'm saying is like there is – these guys like like in Vikings or um, Jason Momoa in, in, in Game of Thrones, these guys are women's fantasies, these big brawly warrior guys. Women in, in this day and age, if they saw that in like a random country like Azerbaijan – they said, like, this big brawly dude, like, just cutting wood. Women love that because that's the, like, the most manly thing. Nowadays, like, you see a guy, like, walking into the office like a little book bag. You know what I mean? Like, they, you don't have that as much anymore. You still have it. You have, you know, people who fight. You have wrestlers. You have, you know, guys who, you know, gym guys, workout guys. Funny way to put it. But anyway, um, <laughs> you have plenty of manly men in this world men 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 you gotta do you gotta harmonize it i can't sing dude i sound like a like an elephant who saw you do the man you do the man part and i'll i can't there's no vocal cords just do a monotone you just do a monotone no shy i'm not a singer you come from this warrior mountain country and you can't even sing on the on the camera i can't sing period no camera like I'm no special shows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you wasted. I don't even do karaoke. I'm so I'm bad. Get... I have broken mirrors. Your voice is really that bad. One time, I was singing in the shower, and my mom thought I fell. She <laughs> called the ambulance. And she was oh, like, no, oh, she my knows. Kid, my kid fell in the no, shower. He's yelling for help because she knows. I opened the door, and my mom's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "What?" I was singing, and then you know, next thing you know, I gotta explain to the cops why I was. My mom called. You know. <sighs> I gotta tell you, not one of your better jokes, but it was okay. Okay, I tried. I really yeah. tried. Yes, you can't sing. That's right. At least you have like one other skill or something, I think. I do. Oh, this is awkward. Now you're a talented guy. I'm just funny looking. That's really all I got. You're good people. I'm glad to have you here. All kidding aside, you know, you're a good dude. Um, But yeah, I mean, all in all, we live in a crazy time. And um, in a weird way, I'm kind of enjoying it because when things are so normal... They're just, that's what they are. I mean, you, you have to, you create your own circumstance and you create excitement in your life and you have to go out, you know, go after that. So it's not to say that life is boring. It's what you make of it. But it's like this weird thing where these things are kind of forced on us. Like I can't go into a store. If they say you have to wear a mask, I have to abide by that, you know? Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, in a country, in a first world country, we have rules and regulations. So it is what it is. You roll with the punches and you don't fret about what you can't change you just go with the flow but it's there's still enough to be done you can still be productive happy social to a degree there's stuff to do it's all this is the kind of i i, I enjoy this kind of experience because if you can get through it with a smile on your face that's true resilience to me and i think this is the kind of experience that's either going to make or break people and for the people that can get through it I think most people, if they're still alive, will get through it. But the question is, will it really, like, just destroy them? And that's the real test, you know. And that really comes down to comes down to resilience. I mean, it's also interesting to to bring up. America has basically have the worst COVID cases in the world right now. I mean, we had six months ago or seven months ago, we just started to take care of our cities and start to just even understand that COVID was a thing. And Italy and Spain and Hong Kong were in shutdown. And now we're looking at, like, New York alone probably has more cases than any country in the world, which is interesting. Well, you know what it is? You know, interesting enough, even without, even with all these cases that we have, our cities, because Trump has basically allowed the cities or the states to govern themselves in case of, in, in accordance to COVID, 
they you know have a lot of cases have don't but they're not so restrictive or dictatorship or total you know totalitarian i can't even total total italian totalitarian just say like total total and then say italian italian now say it fast totalitarian Total? Sounds like a Viking. Yeah, I, I give up. Tatarian! Gather your men, Tatarian! Xerxes! Uh, I'm just mixing like Greek or whatever. Xerxes, be come here at once into the fort. We will rise at dawn and we will eat the clamshells at dinner. You know? I love that. Honestly, I want to be in a movie like that. Like in a 300 style movie. Yeah. And like really exaggerate it. Like that's, I love that. Like go <laughs> so overboard. What was that parody? We would eat eggs at five. Was it, this is Sparta. The, what was the parody? I think Comet Cameron Diaz was there. Hold on. I'll, I'm going to go, I'm going to Google. Meet the Spartans. Yeah. Meet the Spartans. Meet the Spartans is a two American parody film written and directed oh. by Jason Friedberg and Aaron, Sel- oh, Aaron oh, Seltzer. I just want to burst your bubble. Burst it. Burst the crap out of it. Well, I actually just want everyone to know that you sing all the time. I'll wake up and Rafi's just... But do you enjoy it? Do, you, I, I do I have a good voice? Debatable. It's just enjoyable. Really? You, debatable? I mean, it's it's enjoyable. You like to do opera. You like to do jazz. You like to do... Uh, sc- sc- what's it called? Scuba, sc- scuba sc- diving. Scuba no. music. Scuba dot do that, that thing. What's that called? Blues? No, it's like rag, not rag. Um... It's like when you scuba, you know, you scuba do dub no. I don't know what it's called. Like this? Like like Oh Pavy baby. Like that? that kind no, of they literally go scuba dabby do do I don't know. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. That's okay. Oh Pavel Oh Pavel Oh Pavel Oh Pavel Oh Pavel Oh, he likes to eat plov. So that's his favorite song to sing when I'm taking a poop. <laughs> well, you, always leave, a poop. You, always leave, you always leave the door open and I smell the plov coming out of that your butt. That is not what happens. And then I decide to take a seat next to the bathroom and we have a conversation. That does happen. <laughs> that's actually never happened yet, so let's not. Okay. But it, but it will at some point. <laughs> Probably. I will be doing more opera of your voice, of your name. Uh, listen, you you probably said my name more often than I've heard it in the last three years. Yeah, dude. In the I, last I, two weeks. We've been living together, so that probably should for me, make more sense to for everyone. For me, I do that. I've, I've noticed over the past like two years, once I become friendly enough with someone, it's kind of like my endearment. I, <laughs> it is. It's how I kind of show a person that, I, that I'm cool with them. Like I'll just say their name a million times in funny ways. And I noticed that usually the, that person reciprocates and does it to me also. Because after a while, after like the the five hundred thousandth time of hearing me say your name, it just goes back. You're like Rafi, Rafi, da da da, and like it just happens. I always pronounce it wrong first and then correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's my phone. It's a phantom vibration. By the way, it vibrated as soon as I picked it up. Not down. Mother's calling. Maybe. Anyways, don't bring up that my mom calls too much. Don't do it. Do you, <laughs> that is also a Kafkazi thing. You, yes. bro, so, so, you, you, you let the cat out of the bag now because I didn't say I didn't say nothing. I'm, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong, no. Nope, not wrong. My parents haven't called, though, in a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. That's because they haven't called in 20 years. 26. <laughs> oh, my God. We're not laughing because it's me. 26, it's true. 26 years, dude. It's been insane. Yeah, I don't think was it's going to call. Was that, was that convincing? No, not at all. Oh. 
You had to like really, really sell it. You know, you had to like. You know, the fit, they're crying. Try again. Let's see how it works. You think I can do it? 100%. You got to do the fake tears. You got to like. I can't get it. Let me smack you and just like right out, right into it. (laughs) It has to be, I I don't know. Like, I think I'll try it another time, but it's not coming to me. Um, I'm not a good, I'm not a great crier, but I'll definitely take lessons from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a crier, I said. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yourself that, no problem. You are a bully. I, I do not appreciate it. I have you know, I just two, because I cry sometimes. I have two. Si- <laughs> this mean, you promised me you wouldn't bring that up. And I just. I just wish my parents would call. She's been 26 years, 3 days, and 14 hours. And <laughs> I just. <laughs> I think I'm actually crying if you look closely enough. Zoom in. There's a little tear. Actually, I'm actually. When I yawn, I, I, you know, I think that's the key. I'll yawn first, and then I'll cry, and then it'll come. So, do you know what method acting is? I know what meth is. Okay. So, method acting has nothing to do with meth and acting. By the okay. way, method acting is a form of acting that basically. Actually, I should probably give you the. By right the way, definition. I'm surprised that's not a slang. Method. No, if you OD on meth, it should be called methoding. Methoding. <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. I don't. I, I should not be coining <laughs> overdosing on, on heavy drugs, <laughs> and I know about heavy drugs. Thank God. But um, yeah, kind of, kind of works. Imagine like this podcast gets seen by enough people who do meth, and, like, and then Urban Dictionary hey. is like, "Hey, mething." Like, hey, and then they're like, "Well, that was created by this." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> nice, great." Vice knocks on my door on your tombstone. The... the man who created medding. The man. <laughs> the me- the myth. The method. Okay. Were you going to show me something? Method acting. A technique of acting in which an actor aspires to complete emotional identification with a part based on the system. Blah, 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 blah. It's like crying, screaming, complaining. But you do that in your everyday life. Do you know who Marilyn Brando is? Marlon Brando is. Marlon Brando, yeah. Yeah, He's known for that. So basically, you become that. There's like becoming a character. There's using um, past experiences as an actor to portray similar emotions in, in, let's say... A play, a screenwrite, whatever it is, a film. Um, so there's different kinds of acting. So you said, you know, if I could be an actor, this and this. What are classic Kafkazi names? Male names. Tofik, Slavik, Rafik. Rafik, Rafik, yeah. Rafik, Tofik, Slavik, Tolik. Say the name again. Uh, I don't get it. Say the name again. Tofik? No, you said... The, Rafik? The last name you said. Tolik. Say it again. I don't get it. See, it'll, take you a, it'll take you a few Tolik. years. Tolik. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the mama Shaluma really did... I don't know if she dropped you. She might have just like piled... It was out of love. She piled drove your head into the ground. You're so dense! Tolik? Bless you. Oh, <laughs> that was good. That was a good run. Uh, no, but I totally not interrupted my bed, bro. I just I had to. I had to. I had to throw that in there. What were you? What were you? I have no idea what we were talking about. But no, we've we're, been living together for like what two weeks now? More than that, man. 
More than that. It's been three weeks. It's maybe? been at least three weeks, dude. So we left. We flew to New York in July, the first second week of July. Yeah. So it's been almost a month. Yeah, bro. It's Obviously, been a, yeah, the it's week been... before that. Yeah. So it's been about a month. It's been pretty cool. Miami been... is definitely an interesting city. If things were not closed, it'd be a little bit more fun. You have anything else more to add before we uh, before we wrap up shop? I mean, you tell me what you want to hear about. I have crazy X stories. I know a little bit about <laughs> stocks. I travel to. A, Dude, we can do another cities. segment. All right, do another segment. I could probably give an entire podcast about my ex girlfriends and my ex relationship escapades. Okay. Yeah, probably yeah. not a good idea because all of them will definitely murder me. But I probably I have the worst luck with women. It's you know what it is. It's like you find a girl that has. A decent attractiveness factor, but the, the crazy hotness scale is so out of whack. Like, yes, the hotness might be there, but the craziness is so out of whack that at that point you get yourself in the situation. You're like, there's so much to talk about when we're t- when we bring up this conversation. But <laughs> ultimately, to end that, like, because uh, we could talk about it in another segment. To end that, it's also very important to reflect on you on yourself. You know what I mean? I get like it. to I'm say, all up as a okay, person. no, yeah, yeah, you know, just <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But really, just due to this, mainly just due to like, poof, poof, you know, just smashing your head into the ground. But otherwise, like, you're probably pretty normal. Well, I mean, you actually know me. Okay, time out. Now I know the Time out. Be brutally honest. I don't care if this is a podcast or not. You got to tell me everything in terms of impressions. Yeah, I know I come off a little bit too friendly and all these things, but I'm not a bad dude. Yes, I'm a little messy. Dude, you're great man you're great okay dude. but in terms of relationships just, i can tell you 101 no. examples well do you want normally. by the way do you want this okay, can we air this yeah i don't care okay dude might have you to have stuff just so. like me but you have things clearly that you need to work on so aside from what kind of woman you want work on those things first and then you'll be more of an available uh, or an eligible bachelor and that applies for most people but there are certain things that i feel once you like i've said this to you before and this is something that I keep saying this over and over again, but the more you are in tune with who you want to be, I think the, the higher the likelihood that woman that you, that you have a desire for will come into your life. And, and in general, you'll just have more options. You'll have a lot more options of dateable women because you're going to be so... People can sense when you're, when you're in a good place. They, they just can. So if you're there, bro, they'll just know. And I, I know it sounds like sunshine and rainbows, but it, I think it's true, man. I believe that. I mean, I've, I've, self growth is important, and I don't think it's. It's hard when you're getting your head smashed into the ground as a baby, but. It's not my fault. It's not your fault at all. But now, I mean, my the, mom had slippery hands. <laughs> no, dude. She, no, she knew. She, those, were, those hands were tightly gripped on your neck when she was just bumping. <laughs> Yo, I, I feel so bad. My mom's gonna watch this and be like, "Why is he thinking, telling everyone that I beat the shit out of him?" Dropped him like a hundred times. No, but I'll be. Can I be completely honest? <laughs> no. She would laugh her ass off. You think so? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> your dad, your dad would be like, your dad would be like, Pissed, yes, I should have done it more. I, I was egging her on every time to do it more. She didn't. She felt bad. I was. And then a- your parents are like, it's a good thing we didn't call. <laughs> Dark humor uh, for the win. Dude, so, always... how many dead babies does it take to paint a wall? I don't know. It depends how hard you throw them. <laughs> but back to the dating thing. <laughs> I love dark humor. But back to the dating thing. Look, self-growth is important. I'm just as a man or not a man enough to admit that as the next person. But 
What I also like learned over the years is as much as self-growth is important, I've noticed that we kind of tend to not blame ourselves, but also not allow ourselves to get into relationships because we think we're not ready. But a part of getting into a relationship is being able to grow. A relationship is growing. You have to grow as yourself, and that's important, and you have to grow independently from that other person, but you can continue to also grow together with that person. Okay. I'm not saying that value your happiness based on that person in that relationship. You should have your own happiness, your own morals, your own life, and your own goals, but because you're growing with this person, you decided to date with this person. I have a great answer for you. As okay. long as those things are there, then self-growth is a part of a relationship as well. You grow as a person individually, in your relationships, I, yes, as many times as I say all my relationships have been crazy and this and that and third, I wouldn't take them away from my life. Relationships are about growth and they're, there's no way to be happy by yourself if you want to be in a relationship because at the end of the day, you can't be happy knowing that you want to have a partner in your life. You could be happy independently and say, okay, now I'm ready to have a partner and I agree there's a part of that that's, that makes sense. But we shouldn't be scared to go out there and, and get into these relationships over and over again as long as we understand really, hey, if it's not working out, get out of it, right? Because you're not going to marry this person and you're looking to eventually get married, that means that you're basically leading this person along, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not when you're dating someone, it's like, hey, we can one day get married or this is serious or let's be honest, this is not going to end up anywhere. It's hard to do that, man. It's very it's, hard to do that. But the truth, the truth is, because I very much agree with what you said, as far as not necessarily just waiting for the perfect moment. And when you're with the right person, they'll help you grow. I agree with that. So, for instance, would I like to meet a girl and get married in the the near future? Sure. But I do preferably, until that happens, I want to strive to be as well-rounded as I can. As, as, you know, versatile as I can, as I say, you know, financially stable, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, you know, as, uh, constantly learning new things, constantly learning how to overcome different challenges because that I become a more, a more desirable partner. I'm a more, I can, I bring more to the table. I can give more to my children. I'm, I'm less afraid of things. I'm more prepared for life and all these things. So I'm not going to just wait until I'm 40. I mean, if that's what, what life has in store, I hope not, but if that's what it is, that's what it is, you know? And, and ultimately because I can't predict what's going to happen in the near future, I have to prepare to the best of my ability. So it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying because I very much, I've said what you said. So I simply think it's just no matter whether you're single or you're, you're, you're dating someone or you're married to someone, whatever the case may be, you strive for something, work for something, try to learn, try to develop a skill, overcome a challenge that that's what brings i mean that's what makes you that's what makes people attractive in any way whether you're trying to date them or just being their friend people want to be around people who are constantly looking to accomplish new things and they're always on their feet and they're always you know people who success is an important yeah, that's, factor that's what, that's what that's what people want to be around because you're bringing value to other people's lives if you're not giving them something of monetary value you're giving them something of of you know emotional value you're simply motivating them which will in turn usually bring the the money to you know if you're a mentor if you know you have someone that's a few years older than you or even even younger than you but they're doing exceptionally well in life they're following their path in life even if they're not giving you a job necessarily they 
are giving you a strong sense of motivation where you say, wow, look at that person getting it. I want to know what, how this person is doing it. You might sit down with them, become friendly with them, and they might tell you, hey, you got to do A, B, C, and D, and you start doing A. Over time, you get to B. Later on, you get to C, and eventually you get to D. You merge them all together, and your life takes a massive turn for the better in, in the course of several months even. And like that's something that, I don't know, Like I think, I think it's a key thing. I think the large majority of people don't make that a priority. And so if you're talking about relationships, I'm just going to end off with this. Uh, I mean, you can obviously. So when you're looking for a, a, a potential partner, the more you the more you can offer, the more you can, the more capable of a person you are, the more likely you'll be. That, that what I mean, you look at celebrities, right? Not to say that they don't have their imperfections, because believe me, they do. But when it comes to finding a desirable mate, I mean, there's a people waiting in line to date them because they're famous they're rich a lot of them are good looking they're talented it comes with a lot of baggage comes with, you know a lot of them don't have happy marriages but initially i mean come on leonardo dicaprio guy's never been married the guy could date hundreds of millions of women if he wanted to like, yeah I mean, but we're not all leos you know what it's I mean? not no, no no that's it's not i'm not telling you to be leonardo dicaprio i'm not telling you to be a famous actor my point is to become you don't even forget about fame even for, and, and it's not even about massive amounts of wealth. It's about being in tune with who you want to be. Now, I don't know if, he, if he's who he wants to be. It's not about him specifically. It was just an example. Yeah. But when you have that massive self sense of I'm doing what I want to do in life mm-hmm. or I'm doing these few things that I want to do in life, mm-hmm. people notice that and they want it. They want to be around it. And they want to, because they want to eventually have it also. So they're hoping that by being around, I think it's a subconscious thing, where they're hoping that if they surround themselves with you, it'll rub off on them and everyone will have, will be all happy and everything will be wonderful. You know, because we all, we all kind of want that perfect life, even though we know it's not attainable and we want the closest thing to it, I think, you know? I mean, to be honest with you. As long as you're honest with me. As long as I'm always honest with you. um, I think those are important factors and I think that looking at it that's a first looking at it looking at it you can tell that yes those are important but when you when you come back to it 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 comes back to the core principles of a relationship and at the end of the day these are things you need to practice with another person being in a relationship you could be the most well put together man well richest man most accomplished most successful wakes up at 5 a.m goes to sleep at 9 p.m does a thousand five things like mark Wahlberg. everything is great and dandy but if he doesn't know how to act in a relationship he doesn't know how to communicate he doesn't have loyalty he doesn't or she doesn't whatever it is those things don't matter you have to put a good mix of that and that means that as much as you focus on on your life and progressing as a person and trying to get yourself together as you work on those things yes in our case, the woman will come. Or in a woman's case, the man will come when you see that they're successful and all these things. goes both ways. But I with th- that being said, you still need to practice and understand that there are things in a relationship that you could be the most biggest millionaire in the world. If you're not a good person, you're not this a good is person. More, that's, that's, this is more about initially attracting. Versus keeping a person. Right. So initially okay. attracting, people want to see credentials a lot of the time. The resident, you know, yeah, 100%. They want to see like, okay, looks are important. Don't get me wrong. It's the both sides, but... But women especially want to see that a man is accomplished. A man can take care of her and a family, and he's well-to-do. He do, she doesn't have to baby him. She doesn't have to teach him how to do laundry. She doesn't have to teach him uh, you know, how to dress. He knows he has good style. He knows he knows what to eat. 
He ha- he has his drinking preferences. He's lived his own life. He doesn't have to sit there and the girl and the, the woman in his life has, hey, you got uh, you, that shirt looks stupid. This looks that. I mean, it happens eventually. You know, a lot of the women are generally better with these things, mm-hmm. but it's probably refreshing for for those you know honestly those lucky women and lucky men and it goes both ways mm-hmm. that can find a spouse or just a significant other that doesn't need to be taught all these things because they've they're they've, mature responsible yeah they they, they know how to do most of the things that that require that you're required to do your average person is required to do on a daily basis just you know showering brushing your teeth uh, keeping your area clean cleaning up after yourself all these common you know manners etiquette all these things if if you don't have to teach your other person pretty much any of those things that's awesome because a lot of people need that like a lot i would say the majority of human beings lack in one a lot of these fields not to say i don't but that's important to you. It might but not be important to someone. Someone be a messy person and be like, I don't need a clean person in my life. I need someone that's who's – that's you. I mean I do think those things, those are important. You, you I'm not a clean care. freak and that's the funny thing. I just, I've just been trying to make I've been it. living with you for a little bit. Uh, you probably have yelled at me at least 70 Bro. times a day. Bro. I don't know about this. Dude, yeah, a little you're bit messy of though. I'm not. Okay, I, I am. <laughs> okay, maybe the I only am. reason you're not is because I'm uh, like I am. Oh, Bro, the truth is, man, I, bro, I'll tell you the truth. My yeah. roommate, my, the guy that I used to live with, my buddy that I used to live with, he was much cleaner than me. And I, I got a lot of this, this from him. My grandmother also was a very clean person. I was never dirty where, like, I have food everywhere and things like that. But, yeah, like, my room can get a little messy, and it's never, like, garbage. But I'll leave, like, you know, papers around or whatever it is. But now when I know he left, and he was he would be a lot of the time doing the 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 sweeping and he would mop he was like clean to a t like he's crazy clean and i took that after he left and i was like you know what why is why do i can't make the excuse where he just leaves and i i just leave the place a mess like i did clean up after myself i I respected i I didn't just you know leave the place for him to clean up after me but when it came to like like actually what like the floors for instance I usually didn't get to it as much, you know. I, I, he he did it most of the time. I feel bad about that. I should have, but he didn't make it much of an issue. So it kind of just went like that. So you and said your old roommate was from the Coast Guard, right? He's going back or something like that. No, he never went yet. Oh, he's starting the Coast Guard. National Guard. National Guard. Got it. So what's the process like that? Do you know anything about his process? Um, he has like six months of training, and he's going to be in a different state for some time. But uh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish him well. I hope he enjoys it. You know. Do you still do you have any good stories from your days back in the Israeli army? I have many, but I definitely I'd prefer to we'll go into it in a different segment. So I mean, we probably have these conversations every single night here, so No, you don't really ask me about those things. Not about the army, but just in right. general. It has been very good uh, time uh, episoding with you uh, in Azerbaijan, and I hope I can lesginka with you next week. You know you're going to have to put this ginkgo on this video at what point or Let's the other. Just to show them what First of all, they, like. on a previous video, I, I was talking about the Kafkazi culture, and I put in... I put in oh, okay. So, so this they, is not the first time they're hearing so about this weird tune thing. In, if they tune into this... Uh-huh. No, but so the, just to, to let you guys know, it was with an episode I did with my buddy Fernando. Check the episode out. We talk about the his Pavel's culture, and it's a very interesting culture. And that's it. Cool. Uh, Yo, Pavy baby, What's that? thank you for coming on to the episode. It was a pleasure. a pleasure. Now that you're away from home, you have some time for your brain to kind of come back to its, come back, you know, that equilibrium. Sure. So you're starting to remember things now. 
your mom. Your, what does your mom do now? She just like smashes like dishes on the ground. Yes, she misses me so much. She just throws things on the floor just to reciprocate. Takes your little sister yeah. and does it to her. Anyway, it's so mean. Leave my sister out of us, dude. Thanks for coming. We'll be doing another one hopefully in a short, uh, short moment. Ta-ta. Until next time. Peace, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs>